This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The good thing about tape, Griffin, is that it can provide you with moments of clarity and and sort of optimism, and you sort of realize, yeah, it looked bad in the broadcast, but on the glorious All-22, things weren't quite as bad. Yeah. Yeah, that feels like that's how it goes a lot, doesn't it? I feel like we've said that about a lot of losses over the years, um, or at least maybe like defense, bad defensive performances. Um, in the reaction pod, I likened it to the Vikings game. Um, and the Vikings game was a game where, you know, they were just making mistakes left and right and everything. And after getting through the tape on this one, it felt less like they were making assignment errors than it was just kind of some guys just weren't playing that well that have historically played well. And then the other part of it was just like them collectively not playing cohesively together. Like when everybody's just slightly off, but all at the same time, it adds up to an explosive play, right? Like a a, should have been a four yard run turning into a 12 yard run, or it should have been a two yard tackle for loss turning into a 50 yarder, right? Um, Things, things like that. Uh, It's clear that they're making some, there's, there's an adjustment period that is going on with the, overall minor changes that's going on defensively um but so that that's still an adjustment period that we're going to see them struggle through but if this is their vikings game if this is as bad as it gets as far as as it relates to the things that are within their control then i'm pretty optimistic about them their ability to bounce back and what their peak ability can be um moving forward and stuff the other the other kind of big picture part of this and I don't know if this actually is affecting them in an explicit way as, as much as you might think, but they're only playing with the fifth 20%, one out of five of the starting secondary that they had last year when they were at their best right now. Um, and like, we'll get, we'll unpack and, and get to the individual play of some of their players, but that, that matters in terms of having continuity with everybody, especially things that are more like rule oriented and less kind of like one-on-one play oriented, you know? So, so that's, that's another variable at play too, but um, yeah, it really wasn't quite as bad as it looked on broadcast. And I thought I I was just going to be like one of those games where like you tweeted to burn the tape. Don't ever think about Mm. it again, which is how I felt about that Vikings game. Um, And maybe that Cardinals game too, that first Cardinals game. Um, So I don't know. Well, what was your general impression? Yeah. Similar stuff. As I said, optimistic. And I guess starting with the defense, that optimism continues into just looking at the raw data. As we said yesterday, me and Ty, you know, the run defense, if you take out and you can't play, do this with football. And football, it's always fun to play the ifs, buts, and maybes kind of deal. But the run defense, if yeah. you take out that 51-yard Debo Samuel carry, 
like this what 3.1 yards uh, per carry average or 3.3 whatever it is 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 under 4 uh is 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 on the lower spectrum of the threes uh is pretty good and it sh- that should have been a tackle for loss and then you look at the run defense tape griff and th- there's things that they you know they they did really badly in the first half that they kind of go and correct my big takeaway was wow these defensive linemen are like not doing a good job particularly at shaded nose tackle with them running a lot of under fronts shaded nose tackle running under fronts like they were like throwing um a guy into the center's lap yeah into yeah. the linebacker's lap sorry they weren't keeping the center off the linebacker and credit to the 49ers for stopping them climbing as well right so the um so the, they're playing this this four two five nickel front, right? Like they're not playing a whole lot of like three four. And and Clint Hurt talked about how, you know, you can have three down linemen or four down linemen, but you're usually playing an under front structure or whatever, right? But I mean, like even within that, the 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 they're playing like true four two five stuff where like they're presenting a hard a gap bubble, hard b gap bubble. Even if they're playing their under front structure out of their their three, four personnel, they're still playing heavier. They still have different body types out there than when it, than when it's four, two, five. So like Puna Ford for my, in my opinion, is a really good run defender, but when he's tasked with, when he's tasked with the bubble and he's playing like a, a two eye or even a three and, and he doesn't, and you can't get the assurance that he's getting a one-on-one, like he's just straight up losing losing the blocks he's getting scooped he's getting moved down he's getting comboed down the field um and and the linebackers don't have a chance of scraping over the top of that and that's when san francisco is playing is playing like heavy on on the tackles when they're not playing heavy and they're playing more like faster flow like a full flow zone principles where the front side guard isn't blocking back at all isn't helping at all and he's or the front side tackle or the front side center and he's just free releasing then uh, a linebacker, especially with two high, with two safeties deep, and the linebackers or li- alignments are trying to cheat, having to play kind of two gaps, sort of. Um, they can't get into that gap, so it's impossible with free release. So that means the defensive tackle has to replace that that offensive lineman who's left, um, and the, and you got to make the play then. So when we see like free runners getting up on the linebackers, it's the schemes kind of inviting that. So then the defensive tackles have to make the play but puna four was getting moved if it wasn't four it was brian mona if it wasn't mona it was jefferson I mean, these guys were getting tossed in a lot of these drives really the only guy who was consistently doing his job really was al woods and this scheme falls apart if they can't get the gap control up front from Wait, it. so e- even woods like there were there's one play where he missed the center this is this four two look you're describing and one thing that the the 49ers did pretty damn good was Okay, Seattle wants Woods at the two eye, right? Uh, and they want Puna at the three tech. But then if this tight end goes across here, Seattle will reset the strength of their front. Um, and they'll put this two eye into a three tech because they want to play over and nickel in those even fronts Griffin's talking about. And they want to play the three tech in the two eye. Uh, so rather than have them r- switch sides, they just slot over, right? So then that puts Puna. Uh, Puna in the two eye and playing a two eye is a lot harder. It's what Griffin was speaking about last week on this show. Like playing a two eye and is you have to play heavier. It's not like playing a one tech where you just play down on the center. A two eye, if it's run towards you, which is what the, the 49ers were doing, 
you're really getting moved by the guard. You're, you're trying to knock back the guard and the A gap can get really wide as the center comes towards you too. And so Puna was kind of getting washed. Even when Pirate's stunting as well, which would just be like this. Puna's getting like washed down the field on those kind of pirate stunts as well. So that that was yeah. concerning. And if I if I draw up the the kind of under front that Seattle was running, the big thing I found was like they're trying to play under, right? And they're trying to play like cover three to it to so they can play uh, turn back, run through, turn back. Um but the but the one tech is <laughs> is like going on the guard and so the the angle of like brooks in the middle of the defense he's getting cut off and then everyone's getting washed down and then it cuts back off brooks where brooks should be the guy who fills in but he can't because the center's thrown into his lap if it was the guard into his lap then he's a bit more backside and then the cutback lane's not there right and um man what's frustrating about this is that if they were actually playing more bare or more tight more three, more three, four odd space structure like they did last year against the Niners. And again, they did play some of this game, but when, when they played it last year against the Niners, I mean, they were, they were, the, their defense alignment were, were winning blocks. It's pretty similar personnel on both sides of the ball. The Seattle's DL was winning, was winning blocks and they weren't getting all these, the, this particular issues um, they're getting this game. When you present four down to Kyle Shanahan, his eyes get all googly eyed because you're giving him, you're giving him bubbles, which is just meaning a, a bubble on the defensive line is where it's a gap that doesn't have a defensive alignment aligned in the gap. Right. Um, so he's just attacking that with two back and then motion, making it difficult for the linebackers to know exactly which gap they have putting everyone out of leverage and it's just it's it's feeding right into his hands um into shanahan's hands so usually the way these matchups go is that seattle and san francisco typically look fairly well matched up especially on both sides of the ball but like especially seattle's defense against their offense both teams execute really well like they give each other a really hard time and this is a game where like san francisco is giving seattle the harder time especially the first two quarters but also they were they were putting themselves at a schematic disadvantage. Um and yeah. so 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 know. like here, if we if we just look at this, we have the one tech nose tackle right, but the center was doing a good job of double teaming him with this guard, and then the one tech was going out here, right? So this guard is on the thingy, and this guy is coming up here. And as the linebackers flow across with the fullback, who then winds back, which was a big thing they did, this center is able to get to this linebacker, and then it just cuts back off this as these guys all get moved down, which was a problem they had. And then if if we look at the bear, you mentioned about if they'd run more tight. Well, what what actually stopped them running the, in the second half schematically, other than guys doing their jobs better, right? Right. Other than guys doing their jobs better, it was running bear fronts. And it was doing a strong, so bare front, which is very like under. As I embarrass myself here. But it was running the bare front and then pirating to it, which I'll, I'll draw up right. in a second. But and calling pirate to the strong side. And then it keeps the linebackers clean. They're clean to flow. But it also stops them climbing because you can't climb if, if there's movement right. coming towards you as a center. <laughs> Right. So so that begs the question, why are they playing so much four down in this game? Aside from 
aside from like that's what they want to be able to do this this year in general more well because the san francisco the, their tendency and gun is so balanced they they run so much but then they also play action and they drop back out of it so you've got three possibilities that could happen at any one point they want to be ready to be able to get their edges up field when they do keep pass so they want to stay they want to be able to stay in an even front so that they can essentially be a pass first team a pass first defense good in theory but when you're getting gashed like you are it, it really doesn't hold up but then so like that's the theory but then we would still oddly we would see then even against four down against under center when they would go under center and then occasionally we'd see bare or odd or tight against gun so but again that was just because they were really trying to kneel down and get their you know get their shit together um in the second half and it, again like you said it worked but it's like okay now why are why are you guys under why are you guys playing four two five when they're in under center now like well why why is that happening so but maddie you had a thought because maybe it was just they wanted to play nickel for for when they did get past and they didn't have nickel bear or nickel tight installed well for that week well, or i don't know why that, that would have been though because i i don't know why my light is going off that's not great but um <laughs> it's a sign it's a sign it's an ominous sign i will i will sort that out in a second yeah um the <laughs> i think you know part of this is they were preparing for trey lance they came out in the first right. drive they ran a 6-2 reduced over front but with cody barson off the field so it was technically four three personnel like there was four defensive tackles on the field yeah. two outside linebackers edge rushers and then jordan brooks in there it was more like a six one actually um and then obviously lance goes we only see it on the first two plays of the game right, right. um so that was slightly unusual <laughs> um so then you know the, the the whole nickel deal though i don't know why they didn't have a nickel bear but then at the same time when they played nickel and actually the defense tackles were playing better and Puna Ford did have a difficult time of it. But then they play nickel and they play weak rotated cover three, right? Cover nine. And they, they're able to play lever, spill lever, uh, like classic kind of over. And they pirated out of the nickel as well. Yeah. Three tech and the end going over. That they actually fitted the run a bit better. I don't know why this isn't working, but oh well. Hopefully it sorts itself out. Maybe it's a bit it's quite hot in here. That could be part of the problem. Uh <laughs> But yeah, so so it was just like I think Clint Hurt described it as a horror show in the first half. Yeah. You know, I agree. And, and largely in the second half, until they broke just through, I think, fatigue, they kind of shut down everything San Francisco was doing. Um, this is this bare or tight front with the strong pirate because the tight ends over here. And these two guys caused havoc up here, keeping these linebackers clean to flow off the fullback. It, it really did, uh, was a nice adjustment. So they've, they've got like tools in their locker. And Pete Carroll mentioned afterwards there was like schematic things that's just going to keep happening. There were schematic things they could have done better. Well, mm -hmm. you know, in that instance, like I don't know, like I think it was just referring to the the games up front, the tools, you know, which was lacking. Yeah. So here, for as much as we talked about, you know, the 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 scheme and then or like the the front they chose to play in and then the individual play of of like Mona and, and, and Puna and everything in spite of all that, as much as we nitpick that if Daryl Taylor makes two tackles, then we're, it's the whole overall framing is, is way different. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. Now, 
And did you want to talk more about the 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 scheming there, or did you have another thought there? Um, no, no. I think I think you've done well there. I think, yeah, it's just frustrating, but I don't think it will happen again. And I think the final point to make on that is tendencies are very like not existing at the moment, which is partly to Seattle's benefit, like in the red zone, which Carol acknowledged himself, right? But yeah. then also you know, like later in the season when they have a bit more tendencies, they'll be able to game plan a bit better on defense for the 49ers. Like this won't happen at home to the 49ers. Right. 